If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ooh, big news moments ago. Let's see here. Washington Post reporting that the investigation of Donald Trump is expanding. <laughs> Which investigation? Uh uh, Georgia, Georgia, what's going on in Georgia? Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he said, "Please find the votes." Yeah, right. Uh, crime of the century. It's not a crime. You're allowed to say that. You're allowed to find things. Find anyway. Uh, they're expanding the investigation into other states beyond Georgia. Now, why is this charade continuing? Charade. Well, uh, like Rudy Giuliani told me, you know, there are three points of the criminal justice system. All right, there are three things that they're trying to accomplish. Hey, think of it this way. There's a, uh, what do they call it? A triad. First, there is justice. Justice must be done. You know, to, it must be meted out in a philosophical sense. All right. But in a more practical sense, uh, you have to punish people who did wrong. Uh, and you have to deter others from doing the same thing. And based on everything that's gone down, all of the corruption, um, the Mueller report, the uh, what, the Ukraine, all that stuff that they tried to saddle Trump with, and it didn't work. If you look at the Durham report, it's in there. These guys lied, cheated, and stole. Most likely broke all kinds of laws. They did break laws. All right, cut the crap. They did break laws, um, but many weren't prosecuted. They weren't prosecuted. One guy for uh, one guy. Who's that guy? Comey should have been fired. Comey should have been uh, uh, prosecuted. He should be in jail right now. Uh, nobody really paid any kind of price whatsoever. The three guys who did get fired, uh, like McCabe and Strzok, they got big jobs at CNN. All right? There's no deterrence. There's no reason why they're not going to do this all over again. And they're doing it all over again. This phony, baloney witch hunt um, after Trump. And it's wild that they, they just can't. They're addicted to it. Uh, they're very lazy as well. They're, there's something very lazy about all their coverage. I can't stand it. Uh Still developing. All right. Hey, did you see the town hall last night? I did not. I only saw a couple, but we got some clips here. Donald Trump was, uh, from what I saw, he was funny. He was substantive. Uh, I only saw two clips, so let's go with cut four. We have to bring common sense back into the country. You know, people say, oh, you're conservative. I said, yeah, I'm conservative. But more important is I'm a person with common sense, and so are, every, so are the people in this room. And our country needs common sense back in leadership. We had great common sense for four years, and we produced the greatest economy ever. I rebuilt our military. All right, do me a favor. We've heard some of that stuff before. The stuff that I really liked, okay, Rich? I want the part where he talked about Ukraine, and you get them both into a room, and you tell them, you, if you don't make a deal, you're going to get nothing. And uh, you tell the other guy, if you don't make a deal, the other guy's going to get everything. It was really interesting. I've never heard a put quite like that. Uh, let's see. There was that. There are a couple of other things. We will have more. 
Uh, when we get that all together, um, was it good? I'll tell you something about Fox right now. They are to the extent, yes, he was on, uh, the Hannity show last night. That's good. But they're holding their nose about him all the time. They want DeSantis. They are pushing DeSantis. They are protecting De- uh, DeSantis. By the way, what a creepy guy DeSantis has turned out to be, right? I mean, nasty. Just nasty. Uh, the question about his name, he can't even handle this. Is it DeSantis or DeSantis? you got to be able to say which it is. It's a fair question. It was one of the first things they asked Buttigieg. Buttigieg, how do we spell this? How do we say this crazy name of yours? And he would say, boot, edge, edge, like a boot, and then edge, edge, edge twice. Thank you, Pete. It's the only thing that he did that was decent, quite frankly. Uh, but with DeSantis, is it DeSantis, as you've been saying lately, or DeSantis, as your wife has been saying for a long time? Cut 23. There's been some confusion over your last name and the pronunciation, and I'm just wondering, to correct the record, what is it? Oh, that's ridiculous, these stupid things. Listen, the way to pronounce my last name, winner. What a bad answer. You think that's cute or something like that? It's not stupid or ridiculous. I do it all the time. I want to make sure if I am interviewing a guest, I want to know how to say the guy's name. One more time. I mean, what? why is that stupid and ridiculous? Is it DeSantis or DeSantis? You've been saying DeSantis. Sometimes you say DeSantis. Which is it? Did he say stupid and ridiculous? Cut 23. There's been some confusion over your last name and the pronunciation, and I'm just wondering, to correct the record, what is it? Oh, that's ridiculous, these stupid things. Listen, the way to pronounce my last name, winner. All right, there's that's so weird. He can't roll with the punches. There's something in that whole thing about blind people. And are you blind? Are you blind? Is there something wrong with you? It reminded me from some movie. All right. Do you get it? Actually, it was in Boogie Nights. Anybody see Boogie Nights with Mark Wahlberg and uh, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Mark Wahlberg and Burt Reynolds. <clears throat> Remember when that guy is uh, his wife is doing something in the driveway and the other guy says, hey, Joe, uh, you ready for the film shoot tomorrow? Uh, what kind of lighting package are you going to bring? It's like, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know right now. I'm a little bit, uh, you know, okay. Well, do you think you're going to bring the A kit or the C kit? Um, I, 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 I can't, can't this wait? Uh, sure. We, it can wait. I mean, it's only the, it's, it's only the lighting for the film we're going to shoot tomorrow. Are you giving me crap, Kurt? Huh? No, I'm not giving you crap. Oh yeah? Oh really? He sounded, that's exactly what this, uh, this DeSantis guy, he gets very, very angry, uh, very, very early. He's not, this isn't going to last. I'm sorry. I just feel like he's too brittle. He's going to shatter. He's going to walk. He's not having a good time either. Hey, you're running for president. People have thrown billions of dollars at you almost. You're flying around on private jets. You're the man, kind of. I mean, you're not going to win. We're for Trump. But in your own little way, you're the man. Why are you so grim? There's something wrong with him. Sorry. Um, but hey, uh, he's got it way over Joe Biden, right? Everybody does. Um, how the Democrats are standing behind this guy, how they are going along with this. He is a mummy. He is failing physically and mentally. Nope. Uh, majority of Americans believe he's corrupt. A majority of Americans believe that he is not cognitively uh, able to do the job of president or physically able to do the job of president. And he is. <laughs> Going to be the nominee? I mean, this is the time where you got to do something, and they're not doing anything. There are all kinds of ambitious Democrats out there. If they think they can get this guy across the finish line, that shows you how in control the Democrats are. They control everything. Everything.
it reminds me, quite frankly, I remember thinking in 2020, because it was like Joe wasn't even campaigning. Remember, he was in the basement a lot, and Trump was running around the country like a maniac in a good way, right? He's, he's running for re-election. You gotta get out there. And Joe was in the basement the entire time, almost like they knew ahead of time they were going to win, almost like it was rigged. And is it rigged again? I mean, like, because this doesn't pass the straight face test. It doesn't. Um, and it's so un-American. It's un-American that there aren't more people standing up and saying, I'm running against Joe Biden as a Democrat. Is the Democrat Party, is it all about party? Party over country. Party over country, right? Party over country? Like in Russia or uh, China, it's all about the party, the Communist Party. I, I I don't understand it. You, you saw in 2016, there were like 17 Democrats, and they're they have resumes. Cory Booker wa- ran for president in 2016. Uh, that Amy Klobuchar, the nasty woman from Minnesota, who else ran? Um, governor of Washington State, some senator from Colorado. People with resumes. Now I know we have RFK Jr. and I like him, but he's never held elective office. Um, he's been with. 10,000 women. I mean, it's, it's, he's got some baggage, but you know what? It probably doesn't matter anymore. He's got some baggage though. He does. Everybody has baggage. He's got some. I, he's not, he's a threat, but look, I don't want him for president. I mean, look, he's a little bit kooky. I like him, but he's a little bit kooky. And Marianne Williamson, by definition, is a bit kooky. There aren't mainstream candidates standing up. Uh, yeah, you could argue about RFK, sure. But people who are like in the Democrat Party, they're not they're not saying no. And it's happened before when Jimmy Carter was failing and crashing and burning. Ted Kennedy said, this is my time. He ran against an incumbent president, uh, Lyndon Johnson. These numbers of Joe Biden are like right down there in the basement with Lyndon Johnson in 1967 and 1968. And who ran for president against Lyndon Johnson? Um, other Democrats. We had Eugene McCarthy and the other guy was Robert F. Kennedy. Unlike his son, he was a sitting United States senator and former attorney general and a Kennedy, which had more cachet back then than it does now, although it still does have some cachet. And LBJ quit. He quit the race. He's like, I'm not doing it. I will not. I, I will not. Wait, how does he, how does he talk? I will not accept my party's. No, I can't do it. But he said, I'm not going to accept my party's nomination to be your president for another four years. And he kind of left. Now, Vietnam broke him. Anyway, there's precedent for running against an incumbent uh, president in your own party. Now the party, it's all about that. that I don't understand it. It's too strange. This can't, this can't stand. Something is up. Now, I said that Michelle Obama will ultimately be the nominee. That's just a hunch. I mean, the more time that goes by, the more I'm like, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'm not so right about this after all. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so he falls down. And here's an example. All the all the institutions are covering for Joe Biden. This was not on the news. This was not on the news. Cable news yesterday. This was not on cable news. And they're star for content during the day. They need stuff to talk about. Now, it did make the evening news, but in a very clever way. First of all, here's the moment. Uh, it sounds to me like people are uh, cheering. Cut 24. This is the real story. 
those people are cheering because Joe Biden went down. You hear they're clapping for the graduates because graduates are still coming off. But when he goes down, it goes into overdrive. All right. I want to I want to one more time, please. Down he goes. They loved it. They loved it. Now, that's not very nice, though, by the way. I, I told you, I don't want Joe Biden to fall. I don't want to see a man like, you know, compound fracture, head injury right there in front of him. I don't want that. I think he should resign. He's clearly not up to it. Hey, did you see that I am the only guy in the universe uh, who told Joe Biden to slow down? All the way back in February of 2021, I said, this is going to end badly if you keep up this fake running thing. And, oh, by the way, the fake running thing, uh, uh, yeah, that's like his signature move now. He's still doing it. He did it last night after he fell. This is one campaign promise I give him total and complete permission to not live up to. Cut 25. Some people are always in a hurry. They run when they could walk. Race up steps when others take it slow. When Joe Biden's president, America is just going to have to keep up. America's just going to have to keep up. And they show him doing this fake run all the time. They show, oh, look at Trump. He's so slow. He's so, um, so I knew that fake run was going to get him into trouble. And in February, February 8th of 2021, he was going up Air Force One and just took a little stumble, just like a little trip. You almost barely know, but he was taking the steps too fast. And I saw it and I had a bad feeling. And it's not the first time I saw him running and, uh, I went on my show that night and said, uh, well, this is me in February of 2021. Cut 29. My advice to President Biden, please, Mr. President, walk, don't run, and maybe also don't ride. Okay. Had a picture of him on a bike. And I went on from there. Cut 30. I've noticed something about you. And actually, from the heart, sir, this is sincere. It concerns me. Uh, you're taking those stairs a little bit too fast. This whole running thing, this whole trying to convince everybody that you're a man of vitality. I've seen you run down ramps, run on stage, run off stage. Uh, it's going to catch up with you. And we're starting to see it. Take it easy. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. Isn't that a nice guy? If only he had listened. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So, oh, I didn't finish my thought about the whole uh, how the media covered Joe Biden falling, uh, which apparently the crowd loved (laughs) in Colorado Springs. Uh, They they were cheering like crazy. Uh, So what they did was they just treated it like it was a one-off, like this is the first time he ever fell. There was no mention of all the other uh, splats, all the other times he went down. And there have been about five. Uh, the worst one, I think, well, there, there's a tie when he fell off the bike and the other one when he fell uh, three times going up the steps to get on Air Force One. Bam, 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 he went down and falling off a bike. Hey, it's a big deal when you're 80 years old and you take a fall. If you have a, a loved one, right, your grandparent, parent, whatever, uh, brother, sister, anybody that age, you take a fall, it's a big deal. You check in and it's a big deal in the media. And you got to say, well, this is not the first time he fell. He fell this time and that that time and that time and that time. I mean, these are the kinds of things you're supposed to do in the media, provide a little bit of context. Um, nope. One person said, oh, yes, every president sooner or later takes a fall. And you have to remember that the president has cameras on him all the time. So implying that most of us take a fall and uh, 
but it's unknown because the cameras. Now, while kind of true, I mean, did I fall? I actually did fall about six months ago. It's pretty bad. But I was running. I was jogging and uh, whatever. Um, and I told 17 people about it. I, I was really, I think I talked about it on the air. It was a big deal in my life. It scraped up my hand and uh, even though I could walk away, all right, so that's so weird. Hey, we got the stuff on uh, Trump and uh, Ukraine from last night. This was good. Very good. Go ahead. I will get them into a room, and they will, and I know an exact way. Number one, you tell one, you're not going to get anything unless you make a deal. You tell the other one, they're going to get a lot unless you make a deal. And you just sit them, and you put them, in, and you have to make a determination. And within, I'm telling you, within 24 hours, that whole thing will be settled. It'll be settled. And I have and you need the power of the Oval Office. You do. You can't just walk in and say, oh, I'm going to settle the deal. You need the power of the presidency. It was a war that should have never, ever started. It's a. I love that. It's so interesting. You need the power of the presidency to do that. You need. I love that. I love his sense of power and his sense of people and their motivations. And and that's a brilliant line. I've never heard it put that way. If you don't make a deal, you're not going to get anything. If you don't make a deal, he's going to get everything. I mean, it's just like, it's just great. Um, it's, it's almost, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I love it. I think it really, really works. I don't think, uh, DeSantis can play on that level. He just can't. They're going at it big time right now. You may not see it because DeSantis doesn't like to say Trump's name because he's really kind of scared. Um, but behind the scenes, these camps are at war. I mean, full blast all the time uh, on Twitter. And they're, it's mean. It's nasty. They're also uh, at a war recruiting for people to endorse them. You know, you better endorse You know what they did in Florida. All the congressmen endorsed uh, Trump. So uh, watch what happens. I'm actually pretty confident that um, it's just DeSantis is something bad's going to happen. It's something really bad. He'll just quit. He's the kind of guy who would take his baseball and go home, you know? Doesn't he kind of give you that vibe just a little bit? All right. Oh, there's the music already. I am having the best lunch, courtesy of my wife, Judith Gray. Um, yes, professionally, she keeps her maiden name. At first, I was all bent out of shape about that, but I think it's kind of a cool move. But everywhere else, she is Mrs. Kelly. Thank you, Mrs. Kelly. Beautiful lunch. Mango and chicken. Never would have thought it. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. That stumble by the president uh, down the center of those concrete steps could have ended very, very differently. This would have gone beyond. This would have gone yes. beyond embarrassment. Had he face planted on those concrete steps, this would have been catastrophic, and, and, and certainly would have, uh, I think, ended any concept of 2024 for the for the incumbent. Uh, that's James Rosen uh, from Newsmax, a uh, friend of mine. He's a very smart guy. He's a White House correspondent. He's written uh, several books. One on John Mitchell. One on what was the other one on? Oh, Anthony Scalia. And anyway, he is. Um, uh, wait, what was I going to say? Hi, Lou. Come on in. Okay. Did anybody hear anything about the next block? But okay. I bet the next, next block. All right. Uh, look who's talking about me on social media right now. There's something called Truth Social, right? You've heard of that? Donald Trump will not tweet, but he's all over Truth Social. And he has been truthing the hell out of my Newsmax show. A must watch. Thank you, Greg, 
I did a whole takedown last night of the media's reaction to the um, uh, to the fall, and then I did a whole other takedown of um, the media's coverage of the Durham report versus the Mueller report. Roughly ten thousand articles written by the uh, New York Times on Mueller and his investigation. They did three on John Durham. All right, now Mueller. Uh, I mean, you know, they were trying to implicate Trump, right? Trump's this, Trump's a Russian spy, right? When they actually found out he wasn't, they wrote two stories, but altogether 10,000. Uh, the Durham report, they wrote three. But here's the thing. Durham, and what does the Durham report do? It totally exonerates Trump all over again and implicates the FBI. Uh, the other thing there is, uh, oh, conservative media. Conservative media is not picking up the slack. Uh, you know, Wall Street Journal did like two stories on it. Um, Fox News Sunday actually ignored the entire story. The Durham report comes out two days later. Fox News, you know, Fox News Sunday, that's their signature political show. And they blew it off. How can they do that? How can they do that? So I'm so grateful. Hey, uh, Trump is watching. His people are watching and uh, posting my segments. Not for the first time. Oh, by the way, he's retweeted me and all kinds of things back when he was on Twitter and this truth social thing, which I have got to get on. I got to figure it out. You know what the problem is? Well, a new password and then the email address. And then I think I signed up for Truth Social like, I don't know, nine months ago. And so it's like they have my email and it keeps telling me that's not my password or the. it's just it's complicated. It's complicated. And then it sends you a pin. Oh, no, it wants my pin. It wants my pin, my personal identification number. I don't know. I mean, I know that people can know how to do this, but me, I'm not the only one. Hey, welcome to Lou. He's the new guy here at WABC. Lou, how are you? How are you? A little Great. bit. Hey, a little go like this. <laughs> Lou, thank you. What's your job here? I'm working the boards of part-time board operator. Part-time board operator. Is this your first job in radio? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. All right, good. Uh, tell me uh, a little bit about yourself. Where do you come from? I'm from the Bronx, Bronx, New York. Eastchester, you were telling me, right? All right. And uh, how do you like it so far? It's very interesting. Very interesting. I'm learning a lot. Picking it up quickly. You are one mellow guy. I got to tell you, do me a little bit louder, okay? Just like, don't, don't, don't. Lou, is there anything I can do to help you? Um, I'm, I'm, more, I'm learning a lot just observing. Right now I'm observing. I'm, I'm getting the information I need. You could be on the radio, too, if you ever thought about that. I mean, you like that. Who was that guy? Clint Eastwood. I just saw this movie. Play Misty for me. Play Misty for me. He's a DJ at night, and uh, it's actually a very cool movie. Uh, you grew up in the Bronx? Yes. Where'd you go to high school? Went to high school at Truman. Truman High School. Truman Fordham High School. Fordham. And what'd you do after that? Um, went to university. Which one? Fordham University. Fordham. Uh, Rose Hill? Yeah. And what'd you major in? History and political science. All right. <laughs> I can't hear that. A little bit. Loud, History and political science. Uh, what'd you think of that experience? It was very intense experience, and I've, you know, I've been always interested in history and politics. All right, well, fantastic, uh, Lou. You're learning a lot. You work in the board. Can you tell me what the hell that board is all about? It's got a million buttons and levers, and I have no idea. To me, this is a microphone, and uh, there's an on-off switch. I mean, they've got. It's like, it's like from NASA. It's like there's a lot of stuff in there. Is it is it is it necessary or is it just to make the engineer look important? It, it's it's extremely necessary. The the board is the physical interface for the computers. 
the physical so, interface right. for the computers. Did they tell you, I want to get the computer in here, oh, by the way, so I can play the clips, so I can play the clips. Do me a favor. Uh, like when I go like this, for instance, um, here's Lee Zeldin speaking about uh, uh, the CUNY speaker who hates America. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. Uh, I mean, sorry, but this is the direction the society is going, right? What she is saying is considered very fashionable by academia. But here's Lee Zeldin uh, calling it out. Cut 11, please. See, I got to say cut 11. I'd rather just press the computer myself. So I got to tell him to press the button. Cut 11, please. So here's the problem is that you have people in office who think you put out words like that and you say, done. done. Mm -hmm. What about the action? Words are important. And by the way, we've reduced standards and expectations so much for some of these elected officials where when they post a tweet, like, oh, thank God, look at you, the leadership that you're showing by posting that tweet to finally say something. But we need to actually do something. Tax dollars go to fund this university. I believe that we should be utilizing that leverage to get the change that is needed. Yeah, uh, we sure do. And he's right about that Twitter thing. And it goes in, 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 in the private sector and in the public sector. People think they tweet something, they've actually done something. I remember I first noticed this. When the hell was it? Uh, Obama was president. Do you remember the Boko Haram in Nigeria and the girls went missing? And they had this social media campaign, bring back our girls. There were like 600 girls in Nigeria that were kidnapped. I mean, it was a horror show by this crazy fanatical group, Boko Haram. And all we were doing was posting uh, hashtags with a little sign, bring back our girls. Ooh, that, that felt good. Didn't do a damn thing, though, right? Uh, I just, yeah, you got to do things in the real world. We all have to start doing things in the real world. When were you in college? Uh, about uh, 15 years ago. Uh, what was your first? Oh, 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 five. Oh, okay. five. Oh, oh, right. So you were kind of before social media really, really took off. Yeah. I wonder what it's like now. Well, listen, man, uh, we're glad to have you here and anything I can do. What do you like to do when you're not at the radio station? What are your hobbies? My hobbies are uh, audio, digital audio. But that's what you do here. What's something that has nothing to do with the radio? Um, I'm a I'm a big time radio listener. I'm a fan of the um, WMC WABC lineup, so I'm always listening. This is a company uh, man already. He's th- th- all right. Well, we love it. You live, eat, and breathe radio. Lou, thank you very much. I have a feeling you're going to be running this radio station pretty soon. Uh, thank you, sir. And we'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Who do these people think they are? They're running for president. They have no chance. Look, Chris Sununu. Golly gee, Willikers, Chris Sununu is going to, is actually going to run for president. I don't think that's a good idea. Hey, this building that fell down in Davenport, Iowa. Uh, my God. Uh, number one, the, the inspector there, there was a guy who was working on the building. Um, I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy at this point. I don't know. I don't know enough, but I know this. He basically knew the building was going to fall down. He knew it was going to fall down. Now he, he raised the alarm to a certain degree. He told his boss, he filled out some paperwork. He went there with his camera documenting this building doesn't look good. I think it could fall down. And he's telling everybody he was nervous at that point. Um, I think he probably, now maybe he did, but I would have kicked it up a notch. You go in that building and say, get the hell out, everybody. You call the fire department and say, that building right there is about to fall down. 
if I had the structural uh, engineering expertise and I knew a building was about to fall down, I would like to think that's what I would do. Uh, I think he may have been, but maybe he's the hero of the year. I don't know. I do know who the bum of the year is. I'm sorry, the mayor of Davenport, some guy named Mastin, Mike Mastin, a a Democrat. What did he do? Well, um, <laughs> the building comes down on Sunday, and then the next morning he's like, "Yep, um, we're now just gonna break. We're gonna demolish the entire building." They're like, yeah, I know, but could there be people inside? Uh, yeah, but, uh, probably not. So we're just going to knock it down. It was crazy. He was so, uh, kind of unfeeling. And who, who does that? Uh, you know, there's always hope. I mean, in earthquakes, you find people, uh, you know, four, five, six days later, right? You know, they're, they're, and they find a little water sort and they're, you know, making it sound and you bring in the dogs and the sonar equipment and you can find people in there. At least give it a shot. This guy wouldn't give it a shot. Sandra in New Jersey, welcome back. Good afternoon, Greg. Um, you know, Riley Gaines, I think she was influenced by the uh, rhinos because she decided to endorse DeSantis. And then I was wondering about... Oh, wait a second. Biden. I mean, let, let Riley Gaines, first of all, who is she? She is a, a, a great swimmer, and she was beaten in the pool by... Non-woman swimmer pretending to be a woman, Leah Thomas. And it was a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. Uh, Leah Thomas, who I think his real name is Bill, um, was a mediocre male swimmer, like ranked 400th in the country. Whereas Riley Gaines is the best female butterfly swimmer in the history of the world. And it came in... Actually, Riley Gaines tied uh, Leah Thomas... Tied. Photo finish. Exact same. Who do they give the trophy to? Yeah. The fake woman for the photo op. Hey, she can endorse whoever she wants. I don't have an issue with that. I mean, you know, I'm I'm for Trump. I think she chose the wrong guy. Um, But, you know, don't write her off because she did that. doesn't really matter. The rhinos got to her. Yeah. Um, uh, Whatever. Don't worry about that. Uh, She's still a great person and a great force. Uh, What else? So, you know, I, uh, you know that Walmart has joined the club and, you know, they have all the slogans on their t-shirts, all that stuff. Like, in How do you know that? I have not seen it. We don't have any Walmarts here in New York, do we? We, they talked about one in Brooklyn. Uh, I haven't been to a Walmart in some time. I, uh, I don't know. How do you know? Who told you this? I, I know because I read it on, 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 online. Now, you saw it on the internet, huh? Oh boy. Well, uh. They've never steered us wrong before, have they? Just be careful before you go bananas with this. I don't know if it's – I haven't heard anything about Walmart and LGBTQ. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, these people – let's go to their website right now. Let's see. I see uh, a kid in the pool. I see a dog. I see Twizzlers on sale. I see patio furniture. I see mayonnaise. I see uh, interesting footwear, barbecue set. Uh, looks pretty straightforward to me. I don't see anything about LGBTQ, uh, whatever. I can get a power drill, Mr. Fix-It, for Mr. Fix-It, for the Mr. Fix-It in your family, under 50 bucks, a hyper-tough power drill. Oh, you know why? Because Father's Day is coming up. A lot of the stuff is geared toward Father's Day. Uh, uh-oh, here we go, here we go, I found it! Granted, I had to scroll way down, but here we go. Celebrating Happy Pride Month. Learn more. What the hell? I want this is Father's Day. 
Father's Day is coming up. I don't want any. I don't want to learn more about pride and joy in the. Oh, I, I, I mean, I want to. Okay, I'm pressing the tab. Learn more. What in the hell is this all about? Pride and joy with the rainbow and some. Um, I, I'm guessing a woman, but you never know. What's the point? I just clicked it on. Now what? I can meet can the I artist. I can meet with? the. Hold on a second. I'm 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 on a discovery mission here. Okay, all these products that they're making, just like just like at Target. However, it's a little bit different. It's not geared toward children. Well, then again, here's a uh, little backpack. Oh my God, two skulls, and they're breathing rainbow flags. That's weird. Uh, a fanny pack with a rainbow thing on it. Gay socks, excuse me. She, they. Uh, more skulls. Uh, again, I don't see kids. Because that's when we really go to war, right? Um, so deep on their website, they are selling this stuff. Okay, meet the artist. We've partnered with queer Latin artist Bianca Negron. She, they are her pronouns. To bring Walmart's pride campaign to life. Bianca is passionate about creating unique, inclusive pride art that provides representation and visibility. Enough with the visibility, okay? I mean, like, I think, uh, yeah, I got you. You're there. I know. We can't. We, their style is modern, playful, and often uses lines, geometric shapes, and custom typography. Hey, guess what? Straight people do the same thing with that stuff. The heart of their work comes from the love of art and design, growing up and experiencing different forms of art in the 1990s in New York and in the early 2000s. You have to be gay to have those experiences? No. It's really, wow, wow. But, all right, it's not. you got to hunt for it a little bit. So they're playing a game with us. They want to get the check in the block, but they want their customers and uh, big mouths like me to not know about this or not notice it. All right, Sandra, what did you want to say? And then i got to go. Okay, I wanted to say that the most controversial product that they're offering for uh, for the for the trans, the lesbians, and the tomboys is this breathable chest binder. Now you could look at it as good, and you can look What's at it as that? bad. What is a breathable? What is that? All right. So if you want to look like a boy and you're a girl, you put that on your chest, and it makes it flat. So instead of going for the surgery. Uh, you can look at it, that's better than doing surgery, but the other way to look at it, too, is it's bad because it's putting ideas into the young minds of kids. All right, so yeah, no, I got you. I don't see this thing, though. I don't see this thing. I'm looking at everything. I see the gay Skittles. I see the the gay glue. There's glue that's gay. Is there such a thing as gay glue? I guess there is. Uh <laughs> Uh, pride. Uh, let's see. What would that be under? Beauty and grooming. I'm gonna hit that. Beauty and grooming. We've got the. Uh, we got various oils. Miracle drops for hair. We've got. Where's the. Where's the chest thingamajig? Every man Jack Pride beard box with clean ingredients. Whatever. Um. You know. It's a. Uh, I don't know. Kaleidoscope. They keep on. There's lip gloss. I don't see this stuff. I don't see it. I mean, you were, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Did you have a, I don't know if it's, let's see, let's see. Maybe they buried it like they were trying to bury this. I don't see it. What did you call it again? A breather what? It's called a breathable chest binder, and there's a picture of a young girl showing how to model it, how to use it. It features pictures of a how young How young is that girl? 
I didn't see the picture of that. What do you mean you didn't see the picture? You just told me there was a picture. Come on. I count on you people. I, what's going on? What are you saying? Are you hearing this rumor? I'm I'm looking at it. I don't see what you're talking about. Uh, You know, uh, there's a lot of stuff. Sometimes people uh, take it too far. I'm I'm seeing a lot of mistakes uh, in media, in conservative media, too. We got to be careful about this stuff. I mean, there's stuff that we um, they're doing some stuff wrong. But if you if you if you accuse them of something they're not doing, that's a problem. All right. So I don't see it. I don't see it. I've been all through this thing, and you haven't seen it either. You heard about it. You said you can't even tell me the age of. I love you, Sandra. Don't worry. I'm not. There, but I just want to get this straight. Um, I don't see it. So where did you see it? Or you didn't see it? So where are you telling me? Oh my God! I saw it either in. The post or you've got to nail down your sources. I can't, I can't just, and sometimes they, you know, if you read the fine print of those stories, they're, uh, um, you know, like uh, there was this guy, there was this whole thing about all these, now this is a while back, but all these materials that were hitting the classroom that were controversial. And turns out that no, it was this group that had them and they wanted to put them in the classroom, but didn't, you got to be careful about that stuff. I will check it out though, Sandra, you're usually right about this stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it is weird, right? Oh, he, wait, maybe this is it. Pride forward. Nope, that's more Skittles, gay Skittles, gay Sour Patch Kids. Oh, my gosh. Wait a second. Wait a second. Sour Patch Kids is my favorite candy. What the hell are they doing? Is that gay, too? I mean, I'm sorry. I know I sound a little crude or whatever, but no, this is wrong. This is wrong. Anyway, I think the I think the Sour Patch Kids always look like that. Oh, by the way, right? They're they're all kinds of fruity colors all the time. Uh, all right, so I should go, but before I do, I will check in with Pete. Craig, what's up? Hi. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Just uh, I love you coming to Spencer Davis. Do you like Chicago's version better, or you like Spencer Davis's best? What are you talking? What better? what version? <laughs> Spencer Davis, you come in off your commercial breaks. I'm a man. I just thought I'd ask you, do you like Chicago's version better or Spencer Davis's version? Uh, actually, neither. Uh, the one that I like the most is somebody by the name of Keith Emerson, who did a cover of uh, of that in 1981 for the movie Nighthawks. And I've been trying to get that as the thing, because uh, to be honest, I don't really like that song that much. But I love the Keith Emerson version. Uh, is there anything else on your mind? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to start off light, but... Uh... You mentioned Biden, and um, you say he does this. This every, everybody knows they just shove him out there, and there's people inside a room making decisions. I, I just wish that the guys like you that we admire and get it out there straight and everything would lock in on that more. Because well, number one, uh, like- he actually uh, no. Well, I mean, what do you mean get it out there more? I showed you that Susan Rice and Barack Obama are running the country. All right, I've showed you the clip. I've shown you the evidence. I have not been uh, shy about that. I've not been, uh, I put it out there. The reason why you don't hear it as much, I mean, we're not good in the conservative side of a drumbeat. We don't have enough. The New York Times, they start a drumbeat. The whole nation listens. Is it out of time? I'm out of time. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, uh, Joe Biden is speaking tonight at 7 o'clock on the debt ceiling. Wow, what a way to... <laughs> Kick off the weekend. Uh, oh, kind of screws up my schedule tonight, actually, with the, my regular show. It's going to screw up production a little bit, but uh, he's going to uh, talk about the debt ceiling. Wow, on a Friday night. Um, 
I guess they did get that worked out. Plenty of Republicans are upset. A few Democrats, too. Uh, I don't understand most of it, but I am furious about those uh, IRS agents. And that is going to have uh, a real impact on our lives, our day-to-day lives. It's about to change in a big way. Uh, believe it or not, some Republicans are glad that the IRS agents are uh, still there in the budget. So they'll have an issue to run on in 2024. I mean, come on. You know, you have the power now. You have now, now, now. now. Always about re-election with these guys, huh? Um, hey, I got to tell you, so far, it's not over the top with the gay pride. It's not that it seems a little bit less than last year. I mean, on the TV yesterday, uh, June 1st, the first day of Pride Month, I was, uh, ooh, like this is going to be a long month. Cut 34, please. Yes. It is the start of Pride Month. We are kicking off Pride Month. There's Becky Worley pulling up to, to the historic Stonewall Inn in a red convertible. We have a big celebration. It is June 1st, and that means the start of Pride Month. So we asked some of our LGBTQ plus colleagues right here at CBS to reflect on the meaning of Pride. Everybody you just heard, everybody you just heard, those three people, Gail King, Michael Strahan, Whoopi Goldberg, are worth tens of millions of dollars. Tens of millions of dollars. When it comes to Gail King, she might just be pushing the hundred million dollar, right? And she's put, they're totally comfortable with all this stuff, with talking about gender and sexuality all day long. Why? Because they're set for life. All right? They're set for life. And they just want to keep these sweet little positions, their status, and everything you got to do to keep the status in today's culture is that crap you just heard. That stuff. That irrelevant garbage. And it is garbage. It would be garbage if it were straight men walking down, waving flags with the, uh, uh, the, the heterosexual symbol. Do we have a heterosexual symbol? What? I, <laughs> or what did Austin Powers wear around his neck? He had a, uh, the male, uh, the sign for the male, which is a circle with an arrow. And the woman is the sign with a, what? I, I don't know. It's all ludicrous in my opinion. And it's part of the infrastructure of our lives. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it doesn't seem as big because, well, is it, is it? I thought this was pretty big. This made it seem so normal. And the giddy anchor on Channel 2, even local news, I can see, okay, the big network shows, but the local shows. Cut 35. A flag-raising ceremony in Lower Manhattan today marked the beginning of this year's LGBTQ plus Pride Month. Officials from the Department's Health and Human Services and Housing and Urban Development were there. Congressman Daniel Goldman spoke about the need to support the community. It is important that we not only celebrate the LGBT community, but that we also push back very hard against this hate. The ceremony was held at Lafayette Flag Plaza across from Thomas Paine Park. And CBS2 is an official media sponsor for Queen's Pride. The parade steps off this Sunday at noon from 37th Avenue in Jackson Heights. And you can celebrate along with us. Watch for live reports on CBS New York and look for our Better Together float in the parade. Then watch our special coverage on CBS2 and CBS News New York. That's Wednesday, June 7th, as we bring you Queen's Pride, hosted by Jessica Moore. Wow. All right. They're all set. They're all set. You know, that first thing sounded like a harmless little get-together. Oh, they're raising a flag, and some guy said something. Listen a little bit closer. 
health and human services officials. They were raising the flag at a government, a federal building. And then a congressman, one of 537 elected uh, members, elected national representatives altogether, 537, including the president, vice president there, said not only is it important that we celebrate LGBTQ, but we fight against the hate. We fight against the hate. Number one, there's no hate. There's no hate. I mean, we, we it's it's not happening. You can pretend it's happening. For political purposes, the victim culture still works, this false victim culture. But it's a long time since, um, what was the name of that young man? It was a horrible, horrible thing, but it was all the way back in the 90s. Matthew Shepard, I think was his name. Young gay man in the uh, somewhere in the Midwest. And they tied him to the back of a truck or something like that. Just absolutely horrible. Um, but those who did it were prosecuted, might even have been put to death. That doesn't, you know what? I'm serious. We're starting to feel oppressed by a, a, a straight white men feel oppressed. We do. It feels like we've been marginalized. Um, and you're having a great big, beautiful party and we're not invited. <laughs> I just don't get it. I, and oh, by the way, in New York state, straight white men are literally not protected. We get no special protections. If you're a woman, you get protection. If you're a, if you're black, you get protection, woman or man. If you're this, if you're that, you are special. There are special uh, protections. And it's very easy to fire a white male. It is very difficult to fire anybody else. Anybody else. Then the state wants to get involved and you got to, it gets very. So, um, if you're feeling that, you're not alone. It's real. Um, you know what I really hate when people say white guy, they say it, it's a, with, with a bitter kind of nastiness, right? There's, there's a sting to it. And you know where I first noticed it? <laughs> uh, Barack Obama, the way he says white. And I was, believe it or not, reading his book, one of his seven books about himself, Promised Land. And I'm like, I noticed every time he said anything about white people, it was negative. Anything about white people, it was negative. Anything about black people, it was it was kind of warm and positive. And then I actually, am I seeing things? Is my bias showing? What's going on here? I got to, because I'm not a big Obama fan, what's happening here? I counted up all the references. You can do that with Kindle. It takes like 10 minutes. You count every time the word black is mentioned, all right? You know, and then every time the word white is mentioned. And then you get rid of like when they're talking about paint or something like that. You know, 75% of the mentions of white people were negative. 75% of the mentions of black people were positive. It's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. Uh, but it, many, that's, maybe that's just me. Hey, why are they pushing LGBTQ so much? What's the, what's the end game here? What do you think? Could it have anything to do with this climate change stuff, right? This is also kind of almost um, all of a sudden, long time and all at once, however that saying goes. Um, you know, the hardcore environmentalists think there are too many of us around, too many people, too many people on the planet Earth, and we need to stop reproducing. Cut 36, please. 
We declare with more than 11,000 scientist signatories from around the world clearly and unequivocally that our planet Earth is facing a climate emergency. What we have in this paper is a call to action. Reducing carbon dioxide emissions dramatically, stopping deforestation and planting a lot of trees, reducing meat. And finally, we talk about curbing the population explosion, for example, educating girls and young women about family planning options. Educating girls and young women about family planning options. That's the two climate scientists saying this stuff, right, from Oregon State. Not exactly, you know, a crazy institution. Uh, girls, girls and young women. I mean, sorry, but let's face it, heterosexual tends to recreate, procreate, right? LGBTQ, I guess not as much. Is that one of the reasons why they are targeting children so much with this stuff? If they're gay, then there's less likelihood that they'll have children? How can you say such a thing? Well, it's right there. It's the truth. That's why I can say such a thing. That's why. It's right there. Everybody knows it. Everybody can see it. I uh, I love everybody. All right. I love everybody. I even love Joe Biden. All right. I love it. I don't have to like everybody. I don't have to like everybody. Um, I just think that there are forget about the larger things that are happening here. Uh, I'm just going to say right now, again, if you're at my dinner table and I have people from all walks of life come through uh, our home and uh, you know what we really don't talk about uh, sex. Who people want to have sex with. All right. That's that's there are so many other things to talk about. This is one great big giant world, all kinds of interesting things happening. And we're gonna talk about gender and uh and who who wants to hook up with who. That sounds like really silly gossip. It's just like I just don't think it's interesting. And some people think it's all we should talk about. Why? Why? Maybe because they just don't want people having kids anymore. Um what do you think of my analysis, Maria? You're, you are always on the money, Greg. 100% right all the time. Thank you. Um, happy sunny Friday. I just wanted to make a short comment on the fall that was heard round the world yesterday at the Air Force Academy's commencement. Listen, Greg, we all know that Biden is unfit for the, for the office of the presidency. We all know that. But what scares me is this. If you don't think Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, the rocket man, Iran, they didn't watch it yesterday, and they didn't think, well, you know, if we had any doubts that Biden was weak, yesterday it was erased. And that's what scares me, Greg, that, you know, we are being made fools of, and something is up their sleeves. That's what scares me, the safety of our country. I, uh, you're spot on. You're spot on. I mean, yeah, you're right. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? I mean, I am not Joe Biden's age. I got several decades to go, but I'm trying to think. I remember once being hungover and having to go to work. And when you're hungover, you're just trying to make it through the day. You know, you're just trying to avoid mistakes. You're not really pursuing excellence you're not taking the initiative you just don't want to get noticed you just want to get by you just want to get through it and that's what we have with this guy the entire administration 
the West Wing at least, geared toward just getting Joe Biden through the day. Just getting through it. As far as the heavy lifting of government, because there is still stuff to do, it'll be all these uh, radical leftist uh, 35-year-old staffers you never heard of. It's very interesting. Well, thank you, Maria. Uh, spot on uh, for you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oop. I'm, uh, that is, uh, I didn't go to work too many times hungover. Um, once or twice I was actually drunk. Um, but, uh, you know, are you still drunk from the night before? You just might be. You just might be. Probably should stay home. And oh, by the way, I stopped drinking and it was the best, one of the, one, one of the best, one of the top 10 things, uh, I ever did. There's so much, gosh, you can't believe how much time I wasted doing that stuff and recovering from that stuff. If you've ever been tempted by the sober life, I say, go for it. Go for it. And uh, it's easier than you think. It's easier than you think to actually do it. It is. And the benefits are glorious. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Why not take any questions from voters, are you blind? Are you blind? What a nasty response. Why aren't you taking questions, Governor? Why aren't you taking questions, Governor? I am taking. I'm talking to people. Are you blind? Are you blind? It was just nasty and mean. He's not a people person, and something tells me to be in politics, you really should be a people person. Then again, Barack Obama hated people, hates people. Uh, just ask some of his closest aides. He does not like people. And um, look at where he got. Somehow. Hey, we got this thing ready? All right, so this is kind of cool. It's, um, I don't know who this dude is. He's a rapper of some kind, and he wrote a great uh, little ditty here about January 6th. All right, you know how they're always pushing it, like it's the worst thing since World War II, worst thing since the Civil War? No. It's not. Uh, it's a music video, and he's just kind of walking down the street. First, you're going to hear from Kamala Harris, and then this guy jumps in. It's great. Go ahead. we got to bleep out the bad words, though, okay? There are a few bad words. Okay, go. September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. Newsflash, nobody gives a f- about it we all admit that shit was pretty dumb but that's about it when we saw the news we were shocked and we were kind of tense like damn then we forgot about it by the 10th nobody's walking around stressing over jam six it happened and that was it we haven't gave a damn since it's all good when riots are kept in the hood but now you're freaking out because this was in the neck of your woods now it's a big deal now it gets real now it's important to us not back then in 2020 when stores were boarded up not back then when goods were looted and folks were brutalized not then but right now because it happened to the suit and ties huh. that way above my head we were up all year with demonstrations that left dozens dead but people like nancy didn't flinch in fact they loved it then people will do what they do bitch ain't that what you said yep. there's literally compilation videos of you and all your colleagues inciting this kind of crap so it's very fascinating to watch you swallow your words you put your own foot in your mouth and now you're forced to dial it back it's fine when you encourage it in my town in his town in her town when the whole City's being burnt down. You smile as you give the green light for mobs to rob, but as soon as it comes close to you, then it's a problem. Got it. Oh man, that's good. Isn't he great? Now, who is that dude? Who the hell is he? 
He looks like uh, Billy Ray Cyrus 30 years ago. He's got one of those um, mullet things going. Uh, anyway, and he's just walking down the street saying that stuff. It's uh, it's fine when the riots were in the hood, but now it's in your neck of the woods. You know, people were being brutalized. You didn't care, but now it affects the people in the suit and ties. I just thought it was brilliant. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. All right, what am I looking at here? Uh, seven injured, two critically in a Connecticut building collapse. Wow. I'm sorry, but this stuff happens in third world countries, not in America. Notice something? Notice what's going on? Everybody's taking their eye off the balls. What, the buildings commissioner up there, I bet is woke. I bet is some special person. Hey, the Davenport mayor is woke as hell. I looked him up. I'll have a few things to say about him tonight. He let a building fall down. Everybody knew it was about to come down, and he let it come down, and he didn't even bother looking for the survivors. Well, guess what he did do? He kneeled on uh, Black Lives Matter George Floyd Day. Oh, yeah, he was one of the people taking a knee. Uh, during the summer of 2020. And, uh, yeah, do all that stuff. It takes up headspace. It takes up bandwidth. We are human beings. We only have so much capacity. We can't do our jobs and do all this other irrelevant nonsense. It's worse than irrelevant. It's like counterproductive, right? Right, right. Anyway, more on this. Excuse me. Where was that? New Haven, Connecticut. Just fell down. Doesn't that happen like in uh, India? It shouldn't happen here. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Huh? Joe Biden next to the helicopter that he just bumped his head into gets off the whirly bird, Marine One, and says, I got sandbagged. Ha 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 ha. I got sandbagged. He tripped on a sandbag. I don't think he. I don't think you can blame a sandbag on that. He fell because he's got uh, all kinds of issues. Had a doctor on, an orthopedic surgeon on last night. He said he needs a uh, he needs a walker. He can't be. Uh, he's really in danger. Uh, I care about Joe. Remember, remember, I warned this guy two years ago. Do I want to play that clip again? I'll skip it for now. Um, who remembers in stripes? Have that removed. Have that removed. The guy trips over something. And he says, have that removed. After Joe Biden was helped up to his feet, he pointed at that. He pointed at that, um, well, whatever it was, sandbag. I notice, actually, the brand new general, uh, the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I think that was him sitting there. Not 100% sure. Was it C.Q. Brown? Joe Biden goes down, and C.Q. Brown did not flinch. Didn't do a damn thing. Just sat there. This is the same guy who... um refused to thank President Trump for his appointment to Chief of Staff of the Air Force. It's funny. It's like this, uh, the military somehow thinks it's bigger than than the presidency somehow, or they can show it disrespect 
They certainly did with Trump. And then it kind of goes to their head a little bit. I There's something going on here. I'll leave it at that. All right. It's Friday. It's Friday phones. And let's try Kenny up there in Westchester. Hey, how's it going, Greg? Good. How's it going? Yeah. Well, construction, you got to remember, anybody can come off a plane at Kennedy Airport and walk onto a construction site. Not only be a worker, it could be a general foreman. It could be a GC. There's no background checks. They try to say, oh, we're into safety. you got to take safety tests. Yeah. With all these non-union jobs now in New York City, I guarantee you most of them don't have any kind of credentials. And uh, shoddy construction work will always result in injuries and stuff. Most of the big accidents in New York City, or if you check it out, is 99% of the time is non-union. So safety is, they say first, but it's really 3,000 in first. But, you know, if I want to be a police officer, I got to be, you know, in the city. I got to have a green card. I got to have go through all kinds of hoops. But you can just walk over the border. That's the whole reason they're bringing all the illegals in, because there's a lot of jobs they can't fill. So what they're going to do is you're going to see these illegals. Once they get them their uh, work status, you're going to see more and more. They're on the construction sites now already. So let me and ask you something. Re- Usually these are union jobs. When did it start to change? I didn't know that. I mean, assume it makes sense. Most construction jobs were union jobs. Now it's switching. That's not the case anymore. Oh, no. Most of the big residential buildings you see going up, non-union. Long Island City is like a big, giant, miniature version of New York City. 90% of it went up non-union because, let's face it, the blue-collar union guy is no longer in the cities in Pennsylvania, he's in Connecticut, he's in Jersey, South Jersey. He doesn't vote in these elections anymore. So you might say, well, New York City is a democratic city. Look who wins all the mayor's races and most of the council. Yes, but it's a different type of voter. They've changed the voter. It's not a blue-collar voter no more. It is a left-wing collar, a left-wing voter who just is looking for race quotas, big, juicy welfare programs, and everything that benefits anybody who uh, follows the left-wing ideology. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You totally nailed it. And, oh, by the way, they move Election Day to June 21st, the last day of school, so only the activist nut jobs actually show up on Election Day. I'm talking about the Democrat uh, primary and brilliant observation about uh, you know the demographics and who's here and who's not and where everybody left. Hey, let me ask you something. Uh, what do you do on a? You sound like a construction guy. What do you do on the construction site? What's your skill? What do you? What's your specialty? Oh, I'm not a construction worker. I you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You said you come on. You really? I you sound okay. What? Well, the, the, what, what? I mean, you're, you're certainly not. Uh, you're not a funeral director. I can uh, process of elimination. What do you do? <laughs> That's great. Listen, most of the guys I grew up with were either construction workers, firemen, police officers. Then you sprinkle in everything else. I talk to these guys. I'm still good friends with them. All right, so you get it from your friends, but what do you do? You well, don't want to I'm talk in, about I'm in, No, I can tell you. I'm in management. I have a good job, and uh, I have no problems with work. But you, let's, let's make, it, make a, a fact here. Uh, the HR... Is, is departments are a horror show now, and in certain places, I, this is what I would say. A lot of people want to uh, tell people, oh, this and that. No, unless you're living it every single day, you don't know. If I was now a young white male, if I was 18, 19, 20 years old, 
I would get out of the northeastern portion of this country. There is no future for a guy like that. And look what they're doing with this kid Penny. They're going to they're going to try to nail him, and they're going to go after him. Got to remember now, they're going to get him in the civil court, where you only need you don't need twelve jurors to convict you in there. And he's going to owe a lot of money. He's going to have to do what Bernie gets did, file bankruptcy. And now you're starting to get a little notice of what background is. That that. Wait, now I'm supposed to get notice on whose background, what, what, what do you mean by this? What's your connection to Bernie Getz? No, I have no connection to Bernie Getz. You said something along those lines, but anyway, you're a brilliant guy, a lot of experience. I would just tell the 18, 19 year old, uh, white individual, uh, to not leave, uh, yet. I don't know. I mean, well, then again, who the hell am I to say that? I'm thinking, I don't, I don't care what your color is. You may want to leave, uh, New York. It's going downhill, downhill fast. All right. So you're in management. Tell me more about the woke HR stuff. Uh, fortunately, I'm on a winning streak here. I haven't had to deal with HR in a while. Uh, no complaints, uh, no serious complaints. But uh, what's going down in the HR department? Okay, the HR department is is totally, I call it leftist. I don't use any of their, their fancy words. What comes down is if there's anything along with a federal contract, a state contract or anything, you have to have a certain amount of minorities on that job. And now you'll say, well, what about people who are private industry? Well, private industry sometimes gets uh, government money. We know that they get benefits. But if they don't, they're still going to do the same type of hiring. They're going to mirror those HRs because they don't want to get hit with lawsuits. They get strangled with uh, with lawsuits. That's why you see these CEOs and stuff. They'll come out. They, they just basically they look like puppets. They're, they're parroting the left-wing lines. Most of them don't believe it. But they don't want to get hit with the lawsuits. The lawsuits could tie you up. Of course, a, a very big corporation could fight it, but they don't. They decided not to. They decided to surrender. And the guys at the smaller companies, they told the line because they can't afford the lawsuits. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's happening everywhere. It's totally insane. Uh, we got to get Trump back. He's the guy who can do it. Ron DeSantis. I feel like he works for all these corporate interests. I don't think he's strong enough. I don't think he's independent enough. I think it, uh, the only guy who could really do it, reverse this culture, this sick culture. And oh, by the way, I have a document. Thanks a lot for calling, Kenny. I got a document in my hands from the Department of the Air Force, which seems to be outlining uh, a plan to, quite frankly, get rid of uh, white men serving in the military, reduce their numbers uh, dramatically. Uh, dramatically, it's uh, why be judged by that? Why judge people on things they cannot control? It is heinous. It is insane. And we have to be, we have to be proud. We have to be brave. We can't, by we, I mean any law-abiding, God-fearing, constitution-following American, no matter what the hell you look like. Some of the greatest allies I have made uh, during my, I'll call it, I don't know, renaissance, reawakening, my eyes open, I took the red pill, happened to be, you know, they're from all walks of life. Uh, Jamie Michelle happens to be a lesbian uh, from Wisconsin. I think she's absolutely amazing, and I consider her a friend now. You know why? Well, she's organized something called Gays Against Groomers, and there are most gay people don't think that Drag queens should be hanging around children. Children are being sexualized, and they object to that, like most decent human beings. Brandon Strzok happens to be a gay man. He has been uh, leading the march away from the Democrat Party. He said when he realized that he was being lied to about Donald Trump, 
And he remembers the moment. He put it online. It's really amazing. He's got something called the walk away campaign, walk away from the Democrat Party. Uh, and he, when he realized that they were lying through their teeth about Donald Trump, you ever see the video where people say that Donald Trump is making fun of a disabled person? Uh, I don't remember. And he does that thing with his hands. Remember that? You've seen the video. And they saw, they all say, it's unbelievable that Donald Trump would make fun of a disabled person because they found the reporter he was talking about who I think may have had cerebral palsy. All right. Now, I remember seeing that myself. I'm like, wait, what the hell's going on here? What, 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 what? Did he really do that? Well, a little bit of research, and Brandon did this, tells you that every time Donald Trump chose, um, mimics somebody who claims to not remember something or changes their story, right? He does that same thing with his hands. He, he picks up, he could be talking about John Kerry. Uh, I was against the war before I was for it. I, uh, 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 I don't remember. Uh, Sarah, I don't remember. It doesn't matter who it is. Barack Obama, I don't remember. He starts doing this thing with his hands. Had nothing to do with that guy. Nothing to do with that reporter. But they lied about it. They lied. Uh, anyway, it's amazing. And, uh, I like him a lot. Brandon, Jamie, uh, Jacqueline in Brooklyn, yes. Good afternoon, Greg. Uh, you posed a question before. Why are the, as I refer to them, the demon rats and all the radicals, why are they promoting what I refer to as the rainbow alphabet mafia agenda? And what I, when I say that, I don't mean to be insulting to gays and lesbians and trans people. There are a lot of good ones, as you just mentioned, one. Uh, you have two. A I mentioned two, but keep going. You you also have a caller, Christine, who is wonderful and makes wonderful um, uh, references. Yes, Christine is transgender. Yes, and she's a very reasonable person. Uh, but I want to answer your question. Uh, for people that are Christian, specifically Catholic, uh, and are familiar with Sister Lucia uh, from Fatima, um, concerns the final battle between the Lord and the enemy. The battlefield is the family. They are trying to destroy the family. They are succeeding at it. They are trying to destroy life specifically, and that's where the abortion issue comes in. And if you'll afford me the opportunity, there was an apparition in the 17th century, Our Lady of Good Success. And it says, Thus I make it known to you that from the end of the 19th century and shortly after the middle of the 20th century, the passions will erupt and there will be a total corruption of morals. As for the sacrament of matrimony, which symbolizes the union of Christ with his church, it will be attacked and deeply profaned. Wow. Wait a second. Who wrote this and when? This was an apparition that occurred in the 17th century by Our Lady. That means in the 1600s. Now, somebody actually wrote this down back in the 1600s? Apparently so. What do you mean apparently? What do you mean by that? This this is on, I watch a lot of Christian uh, Catholic television, EWTN, and this was uh, a reference uh, from Our Lady of Good Success. You know, there have been lots of apparitions throughout history, uh, like I mentioned, Sister Lucia at Fatima, that was one apparition. Isn't there been a recent one? There's been a recent one, too, right? Wasn't there a recent one? I don't know. There's a recent one. Uh, they were t- uh, All right, anyway, well... Uh, that's fascinating. Just give me the one again. What is it from the 1600s? It's this uh, Our Lady of Succession. What was it called? Good Success. Our Lady of Good Success. Yes, and it and it also goes on to say that iniquitous laws, with the aim of doing away with the sacrament of marriage, 
will make it easy for everyone to live in sin and encouraging procreation of illegitimate children born without the blessing of the church. So that's their aim. Their aim, just like Marxism and socialism and communism, is always to destroy the family and to destroy any type of faith-based thinking. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's happening. I'd be fascinated if this... Uh if this uh, Our Lady of uh, Success uh, actually wrote this down in 1600. This is incredible. Hey, you know who's going to know this? Barbara. Barbara from Huntington. Barbara, uh, hi. Um, you know anything about that? Hi, Greg. There are so many apparitions. I am delighted to learn about this one. I didn't know about it. I'm not at all surprised, though, because many of the apparitions, the messages given to the people who see these apparitions have to do with exactly that, have to do with the destruction, the attacks against the family, the attacks against the sacraments, and the attacks against faith in general. Yes, yes, indeed. i got to look that up, though. I mean, an apparition is... uh you know, some sort of miracle, some sort of appearance, some sort of, you know, you might see something in a tree or just see something, see something, the statue starts to cry, right? That kind of thing? Yes. And sometimes only the person receiving the apparition can see it, but often there is a sign, as you say, a statue with tears on the face, a bleeding statue, the miracle of the sun at Fatima, which was witnessed by many thousands of people. There are often incontrovertible signs that something very important is happening around these apparitions. Wow. What happened with Fatima and the sun? It looked like people were standing in the rain at the apparition at at Fatima. Everyone was soaking wet. All of a sudden, the lady... Our Lady had said to the children that she would give a sign. All of a sudden, the sun in the sky started to spin, and people thought the sun was going to crash into the earth, and they were very afraid. And this went on for I don't know how long. When it was done, people looked. All their clothing was dry. Everything around them that had been soaking wet had dried out, and that's well reported because there were many thousands of people there when that took place. I love it. So, it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Hey, Barbara, stand by. i got to go for a moment. I'll be right back. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Huh, this is uh, pretty wild. A bunch of kids were singing the national anthem in the Capitol building. And they were interrupted by the Capitol Police. i got to figure out what's going on here. Uh, very talented singers. And they, they were told to shut down. Was it the Capitol Police? All right, got I got I to get to the bottom of this. Huh. Amazing. Hey, Barbara, I'm going to get to you in just one moment. Uh, I got to go to Ellie. She's been standing by. Wait, actually, Ellie, forgive me. Uh, yeah, Ellie. All right. Go ahead. Hi, Greg. Uh, real quick. I was watching a video yesterday um, of Tara Reid, you know, the, uh, the Biden whistleblower, you know, the sexual harassment. She's actually living in Moscow right now. 
She's hiding in Moscow due to multiple uh, death threats. Um, she's also seeking Russian citizenship. I would, I would guess maybe a dual citizenship, but she didn't, you know, elaborate on that. But I just found it heartbreaking that she actually had to leave our country and hide in Russia, um, who accepted her and is, and is keeping her safe. Um, there are other, you know, whistleblowers also recently, you know, who are also in hiding. This guy named Gal Luff. He's a, he was a, a missing whistleblower in the Biden crime family. Huh. Um, he's yeah, I know about Biden. that. Yeah, Tara Reid uh, alleged that Joe Biden uh, sexually assaulted her in the early 1990s, and she has a lot of uh, evidence that substantiates, seems to substantiate her claim. And uh, <laughs> although nobody seems to give a damn about her story, yet we stopped the whole damn country to listen to Christine Blasey Ford and her nonsense, which she had absolutely no evidence, zero evidence uh, backing it up. Uh, thank you, Ellie, very, very much. Mary, hello. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm going to turn off the radio. One second. Oh, uh, Mary, come on. Oh, there we go, Greg. Hi. Greg, um, you mentioned about the trans uh, thing, uh, taking up. A, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can hear you. I can hear an echo. Mary, that's uh, the radio. This is not what the radio. Anyway, okay, so what? Okay. Okay. So, first of all, I, the lady talking about the apparitions. I think the latest recognized apparition by the Vatican is um, Garabandel, which was in uh, Spain, and, and that was like 1961. Uh. And one of the things Conchita, who is the spokesperson for the group, they were all children. Um, uh, our lady said that uh. there would be. Um, what do you call it? I'm hearing on the radio. I don't All know right, why. You, I, I, fix it for next time. You got to turn off the radio when you call Mary. I'm sorry. Barbara, back to you. I should have, uh, hi, Barbara. Finish your thought, please. Hi, Greg. Yes. I, just to get on a different topic of what you were talking about, you've been talking about how everyone needs to and is capable of doing something to help our country. And, and I love hearing you, um, talk about these rappers who are giving such good messages, because wherever the truth comes from, we all need to listen for it, amplify it, and repeat it, and be sure that we speak the truth ourselves with kindness but without fear. And and boldly, um, Edmund Burke said, nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could do only a little. So we should never think we're not doing enough. As in the miracle of the loaves and fishes, never say to our Lord, I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I'm not capable of this. Bring to the Lord what you have, and he will make it enough. Oh, wow, Barbara. I absolutely love it. Amazing. Oh, Edmund Burke. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Say it one more time, please. I gotta, I'm got to. i writing this down. Say it one more time, the Edmund Burke part. Nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could only do a little. Edmund Burke. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I have a feeling you might see that tonight on the news at 10 o'clock on my Newsmax show. Many thanks, everybody. I'll see you then.